Welcome to Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey to be better, braver, happier painters. So today we get to tackle a very personal but kind of important topic. I don't like that line. Uh, Today we tackle a very personal but very important topic, mental health. Yeah, mental health. It's such an important issue today. It's not only in our hobby, uh, but also in the world in general. Uh, The quarantines during COVID-19, work-related stuff, the environment, you name it. It's all kind of dragging us down a little bit. Uh, So the topic of Forefront um, is going to be mental health today. You know, people are really starting to take stock of their mental well-being and making big decisions. We've seen athletes and musicians take time off from touring and competing to get themselves better, both physically and also mentally. Before we continue, if you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, know you are not alone and there are people that are help, willing to help you. Dial 988 on your cell phone or reach out to, to some friends, family, painters, whatever. We'll be here to help you. It's the beauty of the hobby community. There's a lot of support out there. But one other important note, though, neither Dan or I are doctors or mental health professionals, neither is our wonderful guest today. All of our opinions, practices, et cetera, are our own opinions, and we personally cope with our own mental health situations in different ways. Remember, if you're struggling, you can seek professional help. There are some, there's somebody there that can help. Um, okay, so now that you started us on such a bright note today, Mike, let's introduce our guest today. Uh, he's the founder of Mental Health Charity Painters, and he's a fine painter himself. Please welcome Prince Saeed to the show. Thank you for joining us, Prince. Hey, good evening, Mike. Good evening, Dan. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, can't wait to get into this topic. I know we got a lot to talk about. I appreciate your uh, your. You're welcome, and I appreciate you asking me to be on the show. Uh, thank you very much, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's been wonderful getting to meet you and know you. Uh, really, for me, it's been since the Kill Team Open, and I guess Dan met you last year at the Nova Open, so it, it's been a lot of fun. But I do have to interject one thing, though. Who was the person that did the estate planning episode, Dan? Anyways, <laughs> we've kind of had downers a topic recently, Prince. <laughs> yeah, I know. We should have started with, well, yeah, we could have started with mental health first and then went to estate planning. I guess that probably would have been a lot better optics for our, for our part. Probably. We got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> Both sides of the coin. Yikes. Um, all right. So before we delve into th- kind of the main topic of the show tonight, Prince, um, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of an origin, hobby origin story uh, so they can get to know you? Yeah. So um, my name is Prince Saeed Johannes. Uh, I actually started back painting um, about 2018, 2019. Um, but before that, I, I did play some more games um, six years before that. And, you know, that's what started the hobby in for me but um, around 2018 2019 i actually got diagnosed with ptsd um, from the combat zone so come this year i'll be retired after 22 years in the military and painting miniatures um, as a whole is what's been helping me with my ptsd and controlling um you know some of the things that i go through on a day-to-day basis so like that's where my hobby and really started and 
knowing that it helped me, I wanted to make sure that I could use my talent and my skills of what I learned to help myself, to help my uh, brothers and sisters in arms also find a way to be able to deal with their struggles and their mental health struggles that they're dealing with. Well, you know, let me make sure I'm going to interject here though. And want to say thank you definitely for your service. Uh, we definitely appreciate the sacrifices that you have made. And so thank you. I wouldn't have it any other way, Mike. So, Hey, I don't know if this is going to be a show or not, but you've never ever told me what you did. So, um, I have multiple jobs, had multiple jobs in the, uh, army, um, my first job was an artilleryman, and then from there I became an Apache mechanic. Um, I did a stint as a recruiter. After recruiting, I went into a cryptologic network specialist, which is military intelligence. Oh, so that's why you're in. Okay. And then my last, my last job was uh, cyber operations, but um, I really didn't move into the technical realm of that job. I really decided to lean forward into the leadership roles and make sure I was taking care of soldiers the right way. Cool. Nice. Nice. So artillery, that, that must've been one shell of a job. Oh, I had to get my dad joke out. for the <laughs> night. You know, Artillery. I love artillery to this day. I could, I could walk it down. I could walk it down memory lane of, of, of getting the gun set up, you know, being a number one man, being a number two man, getting the powder bags, putting the powder bags in, put the powder bags in the shell. You know, I see red, you see red, permission to close, close, permission to prime, prime, ready to hook up, hook up, ready. And then you sit there, wait for them to tell you to fire. And you're so close to that, to that cannon. When you pull that lanyard, it's a rush. So so when you play, when you play any type of games, do you find yourself going towards that long distance kind of, um, artillery type army or element of it or are you kind of like yeah i'm not gonna play that shit i did it for real uh <laughs> so i i when i did play i played dark angels so when uh, i did I'm a dark play, angels man too so I, you're like your motorcycles I like, yeah all i took was all i took back then it was when troops and bikes or when terminators and bikes were troops Cool. And that's when I used to play and I would bring a hundred terminators and like six bikes. And all I cared about doing was dropping in and shooting. I didn't care if I died. I didn't care if I lose. I <laughs> okay. named one target and I'd be like, if I kill that target, I don't care about the rest of the game. So let me throw this in really quickly. Cause I haven't even, I don't even know if Dan did this or not. Did you guys get Leviathan? Um, I did not get Leviathan. I have an opportunity to get one, but if I do, I will be painting up the entire box and then putting it into a raffle to help raise money. Nice. I did not because I got enough gray. I don't need any more. <laughs> Honestly, I have, I literally have hundreds of space Marines. I have a, well, I've weeded out my Tyranids. I like the new models though, but um, I just, uh, yeah, I don't have, I don't have the brain capacity right now to paint my green and, and black. Terminator or not Terminators, uh, uh, whatever those effing things are called, bugs. <laughs> I yeah. forgot their names of them. <laughs> They're Ryan Gosling sleepers or something like that. Sure, Ryan got <laughs> yeah, Van Ryan leapers or some shit like that. I don't. Yeah, even... I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I, I had a good. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that one. <laughs> the Ryan Reynolds bugs. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, and I, I actually was like, yeah, there's two models I want. I want one Terminator and one Vanguard veteran. I'm not spending 200 some odd dollars on a box for two models. And I don't even want the Vanguard veteran for painting that. I want it for a conversion I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'll find it on eBay somewhere. Yep, it'll be on eBay. Yep, exactly. You know. Or I'll just find somebody who did a sculpt of it on 3D sculpt, etc. Yeah, there we go. All right. So I apologize. I got us uh, uh, diverted from from the normal talking points here. So hey, no, no apology needed. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's talk about his painting style. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Prince, uh, let's talk a little bit about your style. Um, at the Kill Team Open, which was in February of last year, uh, we got to spend a lot of time with you. And Mike had pointed out uh, a few times that your pieces brought to mind uh, some of the artwork from the National Museum of American Africa, um, from the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington D.C. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about your similar use of colors and what really inspired you on that? Um, so actually when Mike had mentioned it to me, I actually pulled up my phone and I was like, I remembered what he was talking about, but I needed to see it. And then, so when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that is exactly what I'm about to paint. Um, and it's just that I, I did a model, um, one of my caps, one of my capstone or flagship models that I always paint, which is a Tingen by Black Forge Games. Uh, I painted that model just in black and white. I only did it in black and white, and then I added a splash of color. And so the model that I was working on was a very personal model. It's actually got two sculptures of myself in it um, from my poetry book that I wrote. And as I was doing it, I was like, I just want to do it and match the cover of the book. Well, the cover of the book is in black and white with a splash of red. Um, and so one of my close friends was like, Hey, why don't you do it in a Brown, a Brown paint scheme or a Brown Sienna paint scheme? And I was like, yeah, you know what? That could be cool. So I just started painting the entire thing. And when I saw you all I only had one model, I only had one piece of it done. Um, since then I've got the whole thing done. There's some, I've got some critiques and things to put to fix some things because I will be entering it into the capital palette. Um, because it was such a inspirational piece and um, hearing Mike talk about it and how, you know, Mike told me he went home and he was talking to his wife about it and how he's seen it. And he was really excited about it. I said, you know what, let me finish this piece um, so I can bring it to the Capitol Palace and enter it because, you know, it is a different style. Um, I just like very sim simplistic things. And I don't really think from the technical aspect when I paint, I just like to paint. And to me, it looked cool. And I was like, man, this looks really cool. I'm only using one or two colors and I'm adding a lot of different aspects. And then red's going to be the color that pops. And it just so happened to match the old school National Museum with the African-American artwork and the culture from there. And, you know, I learned something from Mike that day, you know, because I under I remember seeing it but I didn't know that there was like a museum that had it. So I went and did some research and sure enough, you know, I think, uh, I hope when Mike saw the pictures that it made him proud that I finished it in a, in a well, well-rounded way for it. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. 
Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, when you had sent me the pictures, I was really excited to see it. It was. It's a beautiful piece, you know, and it's the use of colors by people is always interesting to me because you see. Yeah, and the, I'm sure we'll talk about this in in the mental health portion of it as well. But it's just it's always such a reflection in, in, in the time period, you know, it's, it, it, the time period flavors, the music, it flavors the art, it flavors every aspect kind of, of life in the sixties and music, you know, like a different, different genre, different time periods, all those things. I don't know. It's just hard, hard for me to explain. It's just really interesting to see. And when I was in the African American, um, history museum, uh, it was really taken aback by uh, the differences and the similarities from paintings from different regions in the United States that were there from the same, they were from the same time period. And they still, the first thing I kind of thought of was the, the Zorn palette, um, which is kind of, uh, I, I, what, what is it? It's black, white, yellow, ochre, red, um, and I think there's there one more color, Dan. Do you remember? Is it five? There or four is. It's it, it's it's not sepia or anything like that. I, but it's I, blue. I, is it blue? Is it a blue? I'm gonna have to uh, look it up now. You have to look it up. I can't remember right now. Yeah, the Zorn palette. I just losing my mind. But that's it. Was it interesting how so many different things? It, different cultures, different point of views, d different use of colors and how they express how, how it's expressed. And so, no, it's four colors. I was right. It's titanium white, Mars black, yellow ochre, and cadmium red. And so, and you can get those sepia tones using those colors as well. You know what I'm saying? Using the yellow ochre and a little bit of the black and the red, and it can give you a nice sepia tone. So anyways, now that I've babbled enough, but yes, it is an absolutely <laughs> beautiful piece. And it's, it's, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool to see that, like, go to the museum, see African-American artists on a two-dimensional scale, and then see work from an African-American artist on a 3D scale and miniatures kind of go that I, I just thought that was awesome to see kind of the same kind of color pattern intentionally or not, but it was just kind of neat, you know? No, I appreciate it. It was awesome. I learned something and Actually, to this day, um, now, before I paint anything, I do a full black and white, um, a, a black and white undercoat of all of my things to just make sure all the values are there. And if I like the model that way, I'll stop. Or if I like it and I don't want to do much, I'll go back and do exactly what we're talking about here and just grab a couple of reds and browns. And that's it. I'll, I'll paint the whole model that way. I just painted one that way the other day. Uh, came out looking the same way. It looks pretty awesome. All right. So well, now we've kind of we've kind of hit that side of it. So talk to me. What's next on your painting journey? What what is the next thing that you want to accomplish? Um, as far as my painting journey goes, uh, this year I set out for a huge goal to get a whole bunch of things done to enter in the capital palette. Uh, because I wanted to, I wanted to move from an apprenticed uh, painter to a journeyman painter, where I, I feel that I should be. Um, but last year, 
I got some really good feedback on personal personal stuff on my painting to where, you know, be more consistent from top to bottom, um, which was the main thing that kept me from getting close to getting a gold last year was I didn't have the consistency of top to bottom. Um, and then also, you know, projecting which which angle or where the light's coming from. Um, I don't pay much attention to that at all because I just like to paint. Um, so this year I, I, I set out um, the model that I really hope to complete on this journey is my Tengen model, um, which just just scaves the, the height limit uh, for Capital Palette. But it mm. is it is one of my favorite models to paint. Um, this model I've been painting for two years. Um, so it's got a very special skin tone and a very special story behind it. Um, it's a Tengen born in a pink storm. And so, yeah, I push my limits with this model. And yeah, the journey for me is just to get there. And then after that, I probably will only um, enter a competition piece if I paint something that I like. But my journey will, as far as a painter's, I just want to push myself this year um, and then after that, I, I like to focus on other artists in the community. So I want to highlight one of the things that you said in that, in that um, you talked about just painting because you like to paint. And I want to stress to listeners out there, that's okay, right? Like you don't, you don't have to paint something for a competition. You don't have to worry about lights or anything along those lines if, if that's not what you want to do enjoy the act of painting you know what i mean and so that's such a such an important thing that a lot of times i know i get wrapped up in competitions and i'm actually really working hard to trying not to have com competition painting be the sole focus almost of my of my painting and so that's a that's a hard that's a hard lesson to learn just to paint for joy, joy for joy's sake. Right. Right. You know? I mean, that that's, that's sort of kind of the reason why I do it that way, Mike, because it mm -hmm. was something that I started to use as my own form of therapy for myself. And mm -hmm. so like when I start thinking about those very technical things or the things, you know, if I get stressed out, I'll ask somebody who knows how I paint and I'll say, Hey, this is what I want to do you know, how do I do it? Like case in point, Cephalopod Studios taught me how to, Ryan uh, taught me how to use blending in a fun way. You know, here's how you can blend something with glazing. And it was very fun. It was sloppy at first, but then it came out looking amazing. And I had fun. And ever since he taught me that in a way that I could understand without being very technical, I've been using it since almost a year now I've been using that same technique in in different ways and it's been fun. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I like hearing that. I also hear the paint water in the background. <laughs> Cause, Cause you know, I'm, I'm definitely painting while I'm doing it. <laughs> but I think that's a good transition into the next portion of this though, Dan. Hey Prince, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your mental health charity painters and how it got started and what your goals are for that. Awesome, Dan. Yeah, that's a uh, whoo. So, you know, the origins of where it came from was, you know, uh, battle, if I can call you battle while we're on here, Dan, uh, is a struggle, right? Um, when we first met, Dan, we met and, you know, we had a, 
a touchy moment um, because we both knew we were dealing with something and nobody else knew, but the, the two of us could look at each other and tell that we were dealing with it. And, you know, I made a promise in 2022 that if we raise $4,000, just doing the, the little charities that we're doing, um, I made a promise to start a nonprofit organization, which would allow us to reach out more and accomplish more than what we were accomplishing. You know, um, it's very important to me when it comes to mental health. Uh, I've had a lot of personal struggles, a lot of um, dark moments myself. And, you know, creating a community where it was safe for me, but then also safe for other people um, really meant a lot. And I wanted to be able to provide more to people out there in the world by you know sending and donating money to people that give services especially the free services that are given to my brothers and sisters of arms you know that is that is really um something that's truly dear to my heart um because i've seen a lot and you know it means so much to me so you know that was the importance of the mental health charity painters being created is us having a place to where we can make sure everybody else feels safe, feels, knows that there's a place that they can go talk about what they're struggling with, have someone else tell them, well, I'm not a provider. I'm not a doctor, but this is what I do. And this is how I do it for me. You can try it if you want to, but you know what? You can also just talk to me and I'll sit here and listen. Um, sometimes that's all we need. Um, when it comes to, you know, mental health and dealing with art, like you can put so much of your passion and so much of your pain into art. I mean, I, I do many different forms of art. I mean, I'm a painter, I'm a musician, and I'm an author. You know, all, all the mental health struggles that I went through, I put into my poetry book. You know, and now that I'm painting, it just, it's just like a, a calming moment for me. When I'm painting, I'm away from everything. And it just gives you that time to think about what can I do for self-healing for myself? And, you know, for me, painting is it. It's fun. I get to hang out with people. I get to, I met great men like the two of you. Um, even my daughter chimes in when we do streams and she sits in the background and she's littles, you know, and she gets to have fun and do her art and her crafts. And it's just a good time. Um, as far as mental health charity painters, what we do is, you know, we paint models, of course, um, but we also reach out to the community, into the hobby world, into the rest of the artists. And, you know, when we reach out to them, we give them an opportunity to help us provide that support. You know, we ask for, hey, would you like to donate a model? You know, is there a piece of artwork that you created that you think would be a good choice to be put in a raffle to help us raise money to provide support for people around the world with mental health? Um, the same thing goes for companies like this year we had Doomlings, which is a card game, a family card game. They're like, yep, no problem, Prince. And they sent us a deluxe edition of their game for the raffle. And they're like, done, you know, uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that if we weren't a nonprofit, you know, because a lot of the donations allows us to give people their tax write-offs and give them a tax number. Um, there's a tax ID, right? And so everybody gets the ability to do more from it 
Um, you know, we've had artists like David Cowell come out and give us his entire story. And he's like, hey, you can say this during your stream. Um, we've had actual providers come on stream. We call them the voice, but they give you a mental health um, background, the importance, and they speak on it. Um, you know, and that's that's like the biggest way that people can can reach out and, and help us do what we do. And like one of our biggest goals is we we like to focus on the artist. You know, we've got a couple of artists from the Capitol Palette at the Nova Open that have donated models to us. And, you know, in return, we're like, hey, give us an interview, two questions. Here's your two questions and answer them to whatever extent you want. And then we take those and we attach them to their raffle items. So when people outside of our community come to our website and see this raffle item, they get to connect with that artist. You know, they get to understand the struggles that's in that artist's life and the mental health struggles that that artist went through. It's not just, hey, thanks for this awesome wargaming army that you painted. We're going to put it up for raffle now. Hey, stop, pause. There's a reason why you decided to do this with the, with MHCP. How about you expand on that? And let us share that story with the whole entire world. Um, so speaking of that, uh, August the 1st, we will launch our next raffle for the year, round two. So round two, we've got about 32 items that over the next month I'll be building into a raffle site. We've got actually donations from Mike. So we got one coming from Mike. Um, Lily, Lily, a Black Forge Games artist. She is, oh, that looks wonderful, Mike. <laughs> uh, Lily donated two. She donated two models from Black Forge Games that she painted, and they are phenomenal. Um, we've got Dan, I can't say Dan's last name, Dan Ski is what I say, but Dan, uh, you know, phenomenal painter last year, walked away with a lot of, uh, best in show for the journeyman. And now he's a master painter. He's donating one. Uh, oh, you mean Dave. Dave, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. All the Dan's, all the Dan's got me so confused right now, <laughs> you know, but yeah. David, David Ski. Uh, he came, sat, came to the studio, we painted together and yeah, he was like, I definitely will donate. Um, you know, we've got a lot of great guy, great artists, artists. just, just a lot of artists that are just coming out cause they want to, you know, Vanessa miniatures, Kaylee Larson. Um, you know, we even got some people from creature caster painting up some stuff. Nice. You know, it's. It's really a humbling moment for me because it's something that I started just by myself. And now there's a lot of people in the community that want to help out uh, to the point to where we're now sponsored by the Nova Open Convention, which we will be there uh, in charge of the paint and take and the speed paint um, during that, that time. Wow. So it's a lot of events coming up. Our major one, like I said, is be the raffle and then the convention. And we're trying to do something very special for New Year's Eve um, mm. to do some promotion for Black Forge Games, which has been our, our biggest sponsor, providing us with the huge statues and things like that over the years. So if I remember correctly, like Dave Caldwell was like your first artist, right? That was David. Yes. Okay. He, so now, I mean, I got to ask, 
there's only like now you got to go like because I I view Dave as one of the best artists in the in the world, and so then you bring in a schlep like me, um, <laughs> and so I don't, I'm like sorry uh <laughs> my bad you know but um so you'd be surprised right so like our viewpoint of people in our community is totally viewed differently from somebody outside of our community david cowell is by far a great mentor a great person um when i met him on instagram just talking about his work you know, he was like, hey, listen, I know what you're doing. If you need someone to talk to or mentor you on your journey, I'm here, you know, and like we built that relationship and that bond. And so like when it came to me asking him, you know, two years in a row, I was like, hey, it's the second year we're doing this again. I just wanted to let you know we would like for you to donate a model if you have time and if you're willing to. And his response was with five pictures. Pick one. <laughs> you know and then i was like cool i also need you to answer these two questions he was like you'll have it tomorrow and sure enough he sent it to me mm-hmm. and just a remarkable story there's yeah he's somebody we're trying I, I i we need to get him on the show too he's i watched his interview with vince venturella that was really good too he's, he seems like just a down-to-earth I, it does not surprise me at all from even the few interactions I've had that he was on board to help you out. Yeah, you know? David, David is, he, he, when I'm down and I'm out and I lose motivation, he's like that rock for me. And lately I've been that rock for him. He sees okay. all the stuff that I'm doing and he's like, man, just watching you continue to, to paint and do good work, you know, keeps me focused too. So it, it's a good relationship. You know, we're, we're both feeding into that relationship and it's very, very heartwarming, even though we're both on other sides of the world. Um, I mean, we know when we send each other a message, cool, he's sleeping right now, but he's going to, as soon as he sees it, he's going to wake up, you know. Uh, Y'all are so far apart that even email takes a while to get there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because yes. he's down under, man. He is no. down under. Uh, <laughs> I, that that is somebody that you know like you have these people in the community that if you see you get all oh you get so excited listen if david was in the same building as me i i'm probably running over half the people in the room to go see my friend yeah <laughs> well he's you know it's one of those things too with with, with david is that his um he's at the part in a point in his his journey now where if you put you put a piece out in front of me, I'll tell you whether it's Romans, Banshees, Eric's, or Dave. Dave is one of those artists that you can recognize his style. You know what I'm saying? And it just it that's kind of the ultimate echelon for me. Like that's where I want to be. That where I can develop a style that's recognizable. You know what I mean? And I, and and Dave's at that point too. So that's awesome. But anyways, I don't want to you know. We, we can be the, the 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 Dave Caldwell fan fangirl show later on. Uh, um, I'm, a big, I'm, I'm a big fan of his work too. But so also, let me ask you this: we had meant, we had chatted a little bit about um, this in the past, and you mentioned it. So the the way the charity works is that you raise funds, and then you have a group of organizations that you support that 
um is it does it mostly go to uh to sort of like uh the vets to the veterans or is it just mental health charities in general either way is beautiful i'm not that's not a critique it's just a question you know because um, i have so, to throw out that i'm a navy brat i know dan's i'm the odd man out here i didn't serve but um i joke that i did for 18 years just because my dad kind of treated us like we were in the navy um so i got that out of the way early but <laughs> i only needed the two by four in a in a, in a tr metal trash can one time to wake up on time you know I've that's done, it that was <laughs> um so yeah, we uh we donated. So as we started, we donated to many different organizations. Some dealt with veterans, some dealt with just an organization that provided free mental health for people that needed it. Um and some were across the world. You know, like to this day we still donate money to the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand, mainly because a lot of our part partners and people like David and Black Forge Games live over in that side of the world you know so we donate to them and they take that money and spread it to other organizations that provide the help in that area um you know so this year we're going to be donating to uh three veterans organizations that help vets and then uh one organization um that helps around the world with, with the goal of next year of being able to create a trust fund or a grant to where anybody can go and get a self-healing self retreat um, at one of the locations that we're, that we're sponsoring with that money. You know, it may cost $1,200 for us to send somebody, anyone in the world, to go to this retreat. And it may only be, you know, for certain organizations to go, like it could be for veterans only at this retreat, but I'm paying for you to go, you know, the MHCP's donations, we're going to pay for you to go to this retreat, even though you're not a veteran, you need the self-healing, you put in the application and the board members from that organization selected you to win the grant to come to that retreat and get three days worth of self-healing. Um, one of those places is the Moraine View um, Veterans Retreat, which is located in North Central Illinois. Um, I do currently have in the workings um, for us to be able to send other people um, to that retreat for three days and, and get the self-healing um, that they provide for veterans right now. Right now, veterans can go for free. And when veterans go, they get to do, you know, group talks. They can have a place to just be quiet. They can go put their hands to work and go out in the fields and work. Um, they get, you know, the opportunity for yoga, massage therapy, equine therapy with horses, you know, and everything's paid for um, while you're there. You don't even have to worry about cooking or buying your meals. You're out in the middle of wilderness, in the wilderness, just finding yourself for three days. I usually find myself out in the middle of weirdness, but you know, not wilderness. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> but uh, that, that's that, that's amazing. I love the I love the different aspects of mental healing. That there's not just one answer. You know what I mean? And it may not be that art therapy solves your problem. It may be that 
it's more holistic that you do art therapy and talk and then do equal like kind of a process almost you know you know it's a beautiful thing for sure all right there was something else i was going to ask about this that my brain is blanking now was about this 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 guy right here when we're, while we're talking about the donations and the raffles sure we could talk we, we could talk mr gorilla in the forest there in the bamboo nice so yeah that's definitely the the goon the goon master bamboo right yep yep okay i recognize that i just started i just downloaded that stuff <laughs> yeah let's so, talk about it so when i met you one of the things uh i was teaching a basing class at um the kill team open and we had an opportunity uh at, not in the class but outside the class to spend some time talking about composition and things along those lines one of the things that you had brought with you is a piece uh, and make sure you send us a good photo of that. Cause we'll post that online for us, uh, as like when we promote the show, um, is a, a gorilla samurai, um, who's kind of got a, you know, don't F with me pose going on. <laughs> and so we talked about the basing and the comp and composition and things along those lines. What, talk to me a little bit about what, uh, why you chose that piece and, um, your, your color choices for, cause it is a little, the color choices are, are unique. You use purples and reds, et cetera, for the skin tones and such. And so, see, I remember, um, <laughs> you, you, you are 100%. Hey, you, man, I can't say Mike, I, I gotta watch out what I say around Mike. You don't forget. <laughs> well, the, pro, you know, that's, I, I'm, I'm a debate, a former debate coach. And so that whole, you know, that whole life is remembering what everybody else said. Right. You know, like, wait, what did you say here? No, you said this, wait a minute. I got you. You know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, once again, so one, we picked this piece because, well, I love gorillas and actually at the end of Nova last year, I was challenged to try and paint a more realistic model. So I actually have two of these because I did not do the challenge. Um, I was supposed to paint it realistic. I painted it in a fantasy form <laughs> still. Mm -hmm. So I have one to try and paint more realistic. Um, but I love gorillas. I got four gorilla tattoos. Um, so, you know, and if you look at my stream, it's a so little you're not monkeying guy. around. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not monkeying around. Look, I throw it, hit you with a banana. Keep playing around. <laughs> Dan, but Dan, I'm telling you right now, I'm throwing banana at you at Nova. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, that's, I picked it and then I was like, oh, wait. And then, so I reached out to White Gorilla Games and I asked them, hey, I want to buy this STL and I want to send it to five other people to paint and we want to raffle them off in an auction for mental health. You know, I, I approached them with, I want to buy it, you know, and uh, White Gorilla Games returned back like, no, here's the file. Tell us when you're going to do it. Let us know if you need anything else and we will help. And I didn't know that they've already heard about what we were doing, you know. So they sent us, you know, the file. Mungo's Marvelous Miniatures uh, painted are printed five of them. So uh, Cephalopod Studios painted one. Uh, Signarly painted one. I painted one. Um, Wicked Minis painting painted one, and Pun Expected uh, painting painted one. So two of them just went out in the last raffle, and you're going to actually see three uh, 
three of them in the next raffle uh, to include mine. So the purple, purple is my favorite color. So um, the purple was the main color. I used the blue for the shadows and I used the red for the highlights. Um, I asked uh, Brush for Hire and Seth, you know, hey, I really want to paint purple more. And they're like, well, just use purple, red, and blue. You know, they were like, you know, that's the colors that make purple. Use them backwards, forwards, you know, put reds in the shadows, you know, make, play around with it. So each model that I painted lately has had some form of those three somewhere on it um, in a mix. But it's also a very, once again, limited palette, right? So I use, I use Cuttlefish Colors. And I've only used uh, the Black Knight, the White Knight. I use their Sacrificial Red and their Warlock Purple. Um, and those those colors also gave me the browns. If I mix the red, the Sacrificial Red with the Black Knight, it gave me the browns that's on the model. You know, now the base, I use different colors because I talked with you, Mike, and you educated me on making sure that it looked as realistic as possible. You know, so I actually painted it that way and started with the brown and moved from the brown to the greens and from the greens to the light greens to the teals. And so, you know, that that area, the base is totally different than the actual model itself. Um, but I tried to take what you taught me about basing and uh, do the best that I could with it. Oh, you did a great job. You did a beautiful job. Like we talked about framing and uh, you know, different line use of, use of lines. You did a great job, man. Well done. Well done. You probably already knew all that shit anyways. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll promise you. I didn't like, I'm, I'm the least technical painter when it comes to painting. Like I had to write down all those notes. Like when you wrote it down, matter of fact, if I go in the other room and grab my box that has the other grill in it, all the mm -hmm. notes and everything and all the pieces that we gathered outside, I kept all that stuff. It's sitting in a box nice. waiting for me to paint the next gorilla. So mm -hmm. like, I don't take things for granted because I know I'm not that type of like very technical uh, person when it comes to doing these things. I just have fun. So you took the time to, to teach me and show me something. And that meant a lot. Well, thank you, man. I enjoyed it. And I tell, I tell you what, I enjoyed our field trip into the parking lot, into the woods. And <laughs> we, you know, it's, it was a hands-on experience. We went out, took a look at real nature, et cetera, and had fun with it, you know, for sure. So now that you've uh, painted uh, a, a figure or two that you really enjoy, is there anything in your future? Do you happen to have any MHCP figures playing down the road? So with my Kickstarter for my poetry book, I did venture into creating my own models. Um, I created two models of myself. So one is a bust, which I will be painting over the next 30 days so I can enter it in Capital Palette. It is a bust of myself. Um, and so venturing into that, I've got some experience now. And we're really, really looking at what we could do as far as a model for um, MHCP. We haven't really come up with like a little cartoon mascot or something yet, but I think once we come up with that, um, there are some sculptures out there that I would really like to work with. 
and have them um, sculpt up a a model that you know could represent MHCP um, as a whole. And you can guarantee whatever model it is, they're going to have on a paintbrush. They might have a little backpack with a wet palette of huge, like I think in chibi style, you know. So like I want you to have a backpack that has its huge wet palette sticking out of it and you got like a bunch of paintbrushes on a tool belt or something, you know, we just got to figure out what kind of cartoon we want to put to there. And, you know, it may be, you know, the little gorilla that I have um, on my, on my stream, we may end up turning that into it. Um, you know, we do have an artist that volunteers his time for us and it'd be awesome um, just to grab and snag an idea, but you know, seeing it here and you guys asking me it today, uh, you know, just brings it to the forefront that we should probably do something like that, you know, for everybody in the community. Um, other models that I plan on painting in the future, um, I was actually gifted a model um, by Brush for Hire. Uh, me, my daughter, my wife, uh, we drove up to see Brush for Hire in his studio. Um, Right after my retirement, I drove, we, we drove all the way up there to see him and make sure, you know, that we got a chance to see him. And he donated or he gifted me this huge, huge bust. Um, and I'm trying to remember right now the name, the name of the bust that he, um, he gave me who is it from, but it's a huge wizard bus. I mean, the thing is like at least 13 inches tall, maybe right, right at 12. It's just a head. Um, and it is freaking awesome that, you know, he, he was like, I'm never going to paint this. And when he handed it to me, I had already known what I was going to do with it. Um, it's a bust sculpted by Anthony Watkins. Um, so Anthony Watkins is the person that, that, that sculpted it. And, you know, it's really awesome. It's, I already know what I'm going to do with it. So this is going to be one of my bigger projects after Nova. So my year of painting starts after Nova. So Mike, I know you can see what this yeah. bad boy looks like. Huh. Very cool. You know, and I will paint this with the brush only. I don't, I don't airbrush anything, so this will all be paintbrush worked. Um, Use a really big brush, like get your house paint brush out to put that base coat on, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I have some great ideas for it, and that will be, you know, that's that's my capstone piece. You know, like I like to pay pay respects to the things that are given to me by other people and. Um, that is a, a, definitely a new model. I have some big child creative busting models out there that I would really like to try and paint, um, you know, with my vision on them and because I have talked to them and, you know, they, in the future, I would like for them to, you know, to work with us too, because they, they have a nice crew. I got to talk to their team out at Adepticon. Yeah, we spent, and we, you know, cause I got there early cause I was helping, and, you know, I got to have a real good conversation with those guys and girls over there. And it's it's so it's so humbling when you get to speak with them, um, you know, and then I have a scale 75 model that was gifted to me 
um, from another veteran that works there. And, you know, I definitely want to get that one painted too. And, you know, just show the respect of, Hey, thank you. And you helped me with my own troubles by, you know, this me allowing me to paint this model. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, I didn't know there was all these types of models out there and it's really pulled me away from like the war gaming, but then I, I got it bought into Kickstarters, you know, and Kickstarters have board games. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I dove in and got the whole super fantasy brawl game. And so I got all those models of paint, you know, I got, I got at least a hundred something CMON games from Arcadia quest models to paint, you know? And so like, I've got a lot of stuff that I could paint. Um, I also got some lazy square game stuff that I need to get out there. Um, and yeah, I've heard, I've heard of them. I, re, I think they didn't. Lazy they Squire. A, lazy Squire. They had a, didn't they have a booth at Adepticon? Or somebody so was Adepticon, selling their stuff. Um, so they were there with uh, uh, Mini Wargaming Dave. And okay. uh, Robert, Robert was there from Lazy Squire Games helping out um, at that booth. Um, but, you know, Robert has also sent me some models here. Um, you know, I have their mascot and he really asked me to paint up their mascot. And since he'll be at Nova, I want to try and get this little guy painted up and uh, let him take take this back with him to the studio um, for his team. You know, and we've got just they've just been great. Like anybody that's part of the MHCP committees or the painters, um, you know, a lot of the people that have been working with us, like, hey, can you reach out to Kaylee Larson for us? Uh, we'd like to talk to her for some things. Yeah, sure, no problem. Give me two seconds, you know. And I text Kaylee, and you know, Kaylee's excited. She's like, I didn't know this could happen, you know. And it just, just to see everybody that's in the group that's helping, be really excited. I mean. Right. We we're trying to be as professional as possible. Um, you know, we got a trifold made. We do have a website. You know, we have an Instagram page. Um, and we'll put all been, those in the show notes too, so that people can access the links as well. Yeah, I don't mean all of those are just you know we just really tried to make sure that one the community knew who was doing it. You know, two know know that you know though we love painting and we're doing all this stuff, nobody in MHCP gets paid. You know, we do all of this stuff in our free time um, just to be able to give back to the community as a whole, you know? So that's the biggest, the biggest thing, you know, and I love painting models and black forge games keeps making new models, which means I'm gonna have bigger statues to paint. <laughs> nice. Nice. And so I have to I have to throw out a shameless plug for us really quickly though because you know we talked about you know the MCH MHCP uh, having a model we now have a mini sculpted by 3D Samurai art and uh, yeah I, I will post pictures of it and I'll send you some pictures of it too to see I need to print out a little bit bigger one um, and so but uh, yeah the the listening to paint dry has a mini. And so the show will be ending now because we've accomplished everything that I wanted. So we got a mini and <laughs> talk to a bunch of people. So good night. See you guys later. That's it. Done. <laughs> Going into retirement. <laughs> right, right. But um, 
Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about potentially. I don't. I won't be able to get to it this year, but I was thinking about doing a bit, doing a printing out a seventy-five millimeter version of it and doing it for the next year's and the, the next auction. Hey, hey, all by all means. Yeah. And you know, we do some parties and things like that too. We do a lot of stream parties, so you know, if you want, we could get four or five, maybe seven other artists painting that one model, and uh, you know, putting it up. And just make it as the, if you win this raffle, you get, you know, we get one or you can get all plus the one painted by Mike from Listen to Paint Dry. You know, hey, we we love doing stuff like that because it gets people excited and it's something new. It's something different. So by all means, um, we have no problems. We have fun doing it. That's, you know, that's the other side of it, right? And that's, that probably helps so much with the mental health side of it, but it kind of, um, that right there is a great segue, uh, to do it. And Dan, I'm probably going to steal this question and I'm going to make you answer first. Um, what are some of the ways that both of you do with the deal with the mental health challenges? Like, and how does like you with using painting or a kind of around, uh, we'll say painting centric. So, uh, Prince, do you want to go first? So I have PTSD, chronic PTSD from combat zones that deals with survivor's guilt. Um, and also with the loud noises from the fireworks. So we know 4th of July was just yesterday. And, you know, you usually catch me sipping on an, uh, an adult beverage um, <laughs> with some earmuffs on. I'm usually, if I'm not streaming... At the same time, I am sitting here painting. And the reason that I'm painting is because I don't want my mind to wander every time I hear a firecracker go off. Or because when I wander, then I start to think about the bad things. So if I'm painting, I'm focusing. And the stuff that I'm painting right now is competition level stuff, you know. So I have to focus. I have to pay attention. I can't slip because... That's three hours of me going back trying to fix the skin tone, you know, and make the skin tone perfect. So my attention's on the paint job and not what's going on around me. And so that really helps me zone in during trigger moments. And then when not trigger moments, it's just like, you know, taking your Benadryl or your vitamin D. You know, every day I paint, I'm just helping my immune system get stronger. And, you know, cause I'm in a happy place. I'm doing something that's happy. And that's another reason why I don't try and do a lot of technical stuff because it takes away from that happiness mode and it moves into work mode or teaching mode or trying to educate myself. I just, I want to be able to build my immune system up and that requires it to be easy. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I, I think you're probably doing stuff subconsciously too like while you when you say you're in easy mode and you're not doing it too complicated and stuff my my bet is that there are there are techniques that are slipping in there and you're not even thinking about it you know what i mean and that's kind of the beauty of it right that it's just that it's kind of a moment of zen you know i 100 agree that's what some of the artists in the community that have watched me paint and they're like, what do you mean you don't know how to do it? You just did it. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, or they're like, oh, that's a nice, cool black that you put. I'm like, oh, cool. What? 
look, it's black. <laughs> and like, I, I just watched you mix black and blue together. <laughs> I am thoroughly convinced that a lot of painting is the same thing about how people deal with grammar, right? That they may not know what it's called, but they know what's when a sentence is right and wrong. You are wrong. You know what I mean? Like they may not have the technical term in it. And I think a lot of things with artists the same way, like you may not have known the, the phrasing of lines for competition, composition cause your eyes to go places, but you are certainly intelligent enough to have figured that out on your own. You know what I mean? Like, and you may not call it lines. You might say, Oh, this points in this direction. So I looked there. Right. And so <laughs> I think, I, I think too many times people get wrapped up in the technical, technical terms of things like art and things like, well, English, my God forbid my wife hears me as the English teacher. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> um, we get too wrapped up in those terms instead of just glazing makes sense, right? You know, you take some thin paints, put them over another paint and you're going to get a gradient because they're transparent. Right. And so it's not even something that you technically have to think hard about per se. Right. Um, and probably do stuff like that without knowing, hey, this is called a filter, or this is called the glaze, this is called dry blushing, this is called wet blush. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyways, I, I, I digress. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that, Fritz. Dan, what about you? Are there, the, how uh, does painting help your mental health or help you focus, et cetera? Uh, well, I, you know, I think, uh, I know we try to keep this within the painting realm, but I think you really have to, to, to expand that scope a little bit. Um, in order for people to, uh, to get the best out of their own free time and to decompress, you have to do something that you really enjoy. Um, when uh, uh, I have to bite my tongue a lot when I hear of painters that uh, are frustrated or they get angry um, this is supposed to be a hobby. It's supposed to be something that makes you happy. So you need, well, I can't tell you you need to, cause I'm not a professional. Um, uh, you should try to locate and find those centers of your happiness. And if it happens to be painting, great. If it's doing mold lines, because I have talked to people who said, oh, I enjoy putting figures together. I hate painting. It's still part of the hobby world. They find something enjoyable about that process maybe it's just making lists of your paints uh organizing your paints um there's quite a few people that spend quite a bit of time on their wonderful painting desk um but i don't think i've ever seen them paint anything uh, and that's cool <laughs> that's fine True. because that's i mean that's the part of the hobby that makes them happy and grounds them and hey you know what Maybe it's not painting this week. Maybe it's listening to to songs on the radio or, or on a record player, or maybe it's playing video games, or maybe it's reading books or watching stupid movies or getting lost on Twitter or something. Um, you got to find, and I'm, gonna, I'm taking this one from, uh, from Prince here, you got to find your happy place and wherever it may take you um, because part of a hobby is something that you enjoy. And if you're not finding enjoyment in it, um, why are you doing it? Uh, you know, uh, so that's, that's kind of my take on that. Um, yeah, that's it. 
<laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Well said, Dan. Well said. It is well said. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. And I, I know for me, um, a lot of what I use, well, what painting does for me is um, growing up the tiny guy in a high school that was a nerd on the debate team, chess club, all that, um, and five foot four, uh, you know, let's just say I developed some insecurities. Um, it's amazing that what painting does to kind of take those things away. But on the other side though, and this is kind of a little bit of the drawback of looking at things like competitive painting is that self-doubt and it can be paralyzing, right? And you sit there and look at a model and go, I spent too much model money on this model, so I'm not going to paint it because I'm not good enough to paint it. And then you don't put the brush to the paint and to the model, et cetera. And then it's just, it now truly is a waste of money because it's sitting there gray. Um, and so that, in like, I feel like it's kind of, there's like kind of a complex layer with mental health in, in this, in the community, because it is such a painting is such an amazing way to help with mental health, but there are aspects of it that also kind of create challenges in and of themselves and maybe highlight things like in personal insecurities, et cetera. I know for me where I, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I've actually set up a stripping station. Um, and not the good kind, not like strippers and dancers or anything, but like, you know, a bottle, a big bucket of simple green, um, that, you know what it says to me, nothing of this is permanent, right? I can always correct a mistake or just start over. And so regardless of how much money I spent on a model, regardless of what I perceive as my abilities, et cetera, I can always hit the reset button. And so the interesting thing though, is. Since I've started doing that about a year ago, I've actually only stripped two models that I've worked on. And one of them, because it was a bonzo, like I dropped it into my wet palette. <laughs> it fell off my, my holder into the wet palette. And it was a nice, it was interesting, um, but I just couldn't, when I tried to wash it off, it reactivated paint below and it just was, yeah, all downhill from there. Um, but so it's such a complex topic and I really appreciate the opportunity to address it with you, Prince, and hear about your personal, um, situations, you know, yours are, are definitely different being a combat vet, you know, I, I, I can, in a sense, understand because I did live with my dad who was a three, uh, Navy vet, three tours in Vietnam, um, going down the, he was a riverboat pilot. So right there, you know, one of the, the shortest lived jobs in Vietnam, um, and seeing him struggle with PTSD before they really called it that, um, you know, before it really had, had a focus, uh, you know, I just remember seeing that, well, people who come back from combat just aren't right. Right. And they weren't really treated particularly well they're not treated as well as they should be now, but it's certainly much better than when my, like my dad came back from combat, et cetera, uh, from Vietnam. And so, and seeing those lasting effects, even into 
geez, until before he passed in the seventies, you know what I mean? There, we have those somewhat cliche stories of the backfiring car, sending my dad under the table, um, you know, things along those lines. And so in fireworks are always a challenge for him as well. Um, although he pushed, you know, the good thing though, the, the, the thing we used to laugh about with him is that because, you know, he was a Vosemate master chief. Um, and so he was always on the inside of the ship. So by the time, you know, we got around where he's taking his kids, grandkids to go see fireworks. He couldn't hear a damn thing anyway. So it didn't really bother because <laughs> he had such terrible tinnitus from being inside the ship. You know, it's so loud in there. Um, <clears throat> but his joke, not mine, that he couldn't he couldn't hear a damn thing anyway. So <laughs> by the end of it. So um Let's take this opportunity. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners where they can find out more about the mental health charity painters? Yeah, most definitely. So um, if you want to catch us on social media, we only have one social media page and that is MHC painters um, will be the one that has a yellow, has a green, has a green ribbon. It's got two paintbrushes behind it. And then it has a glowing brain and it says mental health charity painters. That's the uh, avatar that you'll see um, on our Instagram page. And then, so to get to our website, um, you know, we do have our website there. You can go to where it says way to support us. We actually have some companies that have put our logo on some of their items and they're selling them to, you know, help, help raise money. Um, but our website is mhcpainters.org and it takes you there. Um, you got a nice little bio about myself and the other council members. Um, I'm actually in the process of updating the gallery to show you what was donated the first raffle. And I'm actually working on the second raffle. Now, um, I got, there's some things, you know, we try and map out on the website so you can see what we've done throughout the year. Um, you know, and it's, it's usually like two or three people. I'm telling you guys and girls, there's only two or three people that are making a lot of this happen in the background. And then we've got about eight or nine people out there in the community that are spreading the word. Um, but yeah, those two. And then of course we have our discord page. So, you know, if you go, um, and look, look at our link tree on there and it takes you to the discord if the link is out always find me um you can find me on instagram as mhcp underscore knucklehead spelled e-l not l-e everybody always wants to try and spell it correctly listen i spelled things wrong on purpose (laughs) it's because you're a knucklehead right now (laughs) like i was waiting for it that's exactly why it's spelled wrong um you know, so yeah, we, we will have um, some things coming up. If you get on our Discord, we have a Halloween contest that my daughter runs for mental health awareness going on right now. Um, we just launched it today, and you have the uh, possibility of winning an entire Elica model. So the full-size statue from Black Forge Games, the Elica model. Um, but you got to go on the Discord to get the information and uh sign up so you know whether we get six people or seven people or four people we're going to do the contest and the winners are picked by children by the way 
I'm not voting. No adults are. The children are. And they are crucial, Mike. They're like, oh, I like that one. And you could be like, it doesn't even got no blends. I don't care. It looks cool. <laughs> Number one goes in there, you know? <laughs> And there ain't putting, there's no, no, uh, no rhyme or reason arguing with them either. doesn't make you did d- let them be right. <laughs> yeah. Let them be. Uh, listen, I don't even get into it. I think that's what makes it so much fun is it's children. And to see our art looked at from their perspective is totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the last person that won just made something look really cool and pretty. And like all the kids were like, ah, that one. Mm-hmm. you know and some other people are like man i would have picked this one over that i'm like hey that's why you're not a kid no more right. <laughs> yeah and yeah that's it and, and you know if we all judged our own pieces maybe you know what i mean it's not a the it's, it's the reason why they have judges and you put your hands in the judges your your fate in the judges right yep so well thank you so much prince really appreciate you being on the show with us no, Mike, Dan, it's been a pleasure. I know we've been working on this for, it almost seems like a year now that we've been trying to get this to go. But, you know, I think it happened at the right time, um, during the right time with Nova coming up. This is perfect, you know, Road to Nova. And for you, Mike, Road to ReaperCon, um, you know, Capital Palace coming up. I really, I really am hoping um, that Capital Palace reaches and passes its it's uh it's expectations and breaks the goal from last year. I mean, last year was my first convention ever. Um, and then, you know, I got to spend my first convention ever with Dan and it was really a humbling experience because I was not, I know. Right. <laughs> hey, he was, was in the first class I ever took at a convention. So we were in the same class. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I took, I'm not the best, like, I'm not good at classroom. And you saw when I was in Will Hahn's class, I was <laughs> I was just doing all types of stuff. And Will's like, no, do it this way, do this. I was like, that's not fun, though. I don't want to do it that way. You know, so, but I learned how to make rust with the paints that I have, you know, taking that class. So I didn't, I didn't opt out for any classes this time at Nova. I will be working the entire time um, that I'm there. Uh, you know, to build that partnership with that, with the new sponsorship that they're giving us. So it's really going to be great, you know, and I really have fun uh, chatting it up with my brothers tonight and definitely look forward to seeing you, Dan, in a couple of months. And Mike, I look forward to seeing that awesome model. Now, when are you entering that model? Uh, Actually, I really need to get everything done by tomorrow because I go on vacation. It's the deadline is July 14th. So I just want to be done with it and not worry about it and work on ReaperCon pieces while I'm gone on vacation because I always bring paint and stuff with me. Exactly. I will have a lot of paint and stuff with me, too. (laughs) Well, good luck to you on that. Um, Thank you, sir. Dan's like a ghost. I'm going to have to hype Dan up and he's going to. Dan, I'm coming to you at Nova with the hypeness. I'm coming. Hype, hype, I'm hype, here. Hype, hype, hype. I'm here, man. And you know, you're really downplaying this whole like uh, interaction and uh, collaboration you have with Nova Open. Or yeah, um, you probably gotta you gotta play play that up a little bit more. Uh, we've talked uh, all the time. We're always in meetings together, chatting about schedules. 
who's going where, what's going what, what's going to be on this table, what in the world is he doing, him sharing pictures of uh, all the little uh, figures he has for his painting competitions and stuff. He's downplaying it an awful lot. He's going to be a very big part of Nova Open this year. And uh, you guys just uh, look out and enjoy the Hobby Haven, uh, the Capital Palette, and our seminars. Um, we're all working together. Uh, we're really trying to pump up this uh, art club. I think that's, we're trying to figure out a cool name. I, I wonder if art club would be something kind of funny um, to try to get the hobby side of the gaming uh, to elevate to where we feel it needs to be because, you know, art's first. I you need something 100%. like Hellfire Club shirts, you know, like the Hellfire Club shirts from Stranger Things that have it like art club. We do, but everybody gets a shit. Did you you saw those posts, right? Because <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Monument wrong. Monument is uh, is our is our major sponsor this year, right? Um, and they're gonna they're going to give us a lot of cool shit, and we're pretty excited about that. So we were talking on uh, about months ago about having some sort of logan slogan or something like that so i think jason said art art should be first and i was like oh that's pretty cool art first so um a couple weeks ago we finally got the logo and it's art first but it's made in their kind of um their the lettering yeah their hobby yeah lettering. where they take where they take the uh the vowels out mm -hmm. so so people were responding like, well, you misspelled it. I'm like, do you, you do realize why we're doing this, right? Um, but uh, it hasn't really taken off. Um, it's too bad because you're getting a shit ton of swag that says art, F-R-T-S on it. Or farts. That's farts. <laughs> it says farts on it? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's getting, everybody's getting art farts. Um, so, <laughs> let's see. Now I got to remember how to spell. Uh, let's see. Like F-R-S-T, I guess, first. Yeah, I think that's how it is. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. I think that got new license plate. Art farts. Art farts. <laughs> I think my wife made a comment about that a long time ago. Maybe that's why it's in my brain. That's funny. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so we're gonna have to dig through that minutia because people are just gonna be like, "Oh, it's misspelled." So I'm gonna just hand it to all the little kids and make them go talk to their parents about it or something. Um, <laughs> Mommy, yeah, this random bald guy just handed me a fart button. <laughs> I'll give you more than a fart button, child. <laughs> oh man. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man here we go <laughs> no it's i mean yeah. we we have been in the background doing a lot a lot of work and a lot a lot of meetings you know i just i guess for me it's the norm right after 22 years of being in the military and working for senior officers and senior leaders you know it's normal day business, you know, these things that we supposed to do, but it's just like you guys told me, I didn't know who I was talking about. You know, I came to the, to the kill team thing and I'm talking to all these people with the two of you. Cause I only knew the two of you. And then you're like, Oh, you didn't know who Dave Taylor was. No, man, that's just me. I made Dave Taylor at the thing. They was like, bro, that's the Dave Taylor. I'm like the Dave Taylor of who? And they're like, let me show you this website. 
And then I see all these books that Dave's writing. And I've seen all this stuff that Dave's done. I'm like, oh, that's Dave Taylor. And then I run into Dave at the airport on the way to Depticon. And we sit there and have a conversation and hug. And I was like, man, I didn't know who you were. He was like, it's cool. I appreciate the fact that you just wanted to have a conversation. <laughs> you know, so I guess that's the reason why I'm that way about, you know, what's happening with Nova. Um, it's very stressful, actually, you know, to make sure that we we do what we set out to do. Uh, me and Mike Sibilia, uh, you know, we, we worked for seven months to get us at Nova. And so, you know, I really want to cherish that that ability to move to the next level with what we're doing. It's awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. We really appreciate you. And, and, uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. A special shout out to our Patreons. Thank you very much for your support. And if all you others are inclined to do so, we'd love to have you as a Patreon also. Check out our link tree in the show notes for all our quick links. Email us at listeningtopaintdry at gmail.com. Tell us what you're working on or what cons you've been to or how you're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Listening to Paint Dry. We're also on X at Dry Listening. Like, subscribe, or follow us wherever you get your podcast. If you could also leave us a good review, we'd appreciate that. We'll be back soon with another riveting episode of Listening to Paint Dry. Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPDWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.